Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. The place that I used to really like to go to, a plain cheese pie is now $19. Whoa. $19. Like, I mean, and it's large. Like, when I say large, I mean, it's a 16-inch pie. So yeah, but 19 is a big number. That's it. Yeah. And That's a big topping, number for not having toppings. And each topping is $2. Well, how much is a Gideon's cookie? About $19, I think. <laughs> and with that, we begin. Part three of the Disney Springs dining series on the Stuff We Love podcast. This has been fun, by the way. This has been fun. The audiences love it. We're breaking the internet every two weeks or so. so. And uh, I guess I'll do the round of introductions. I am Scott, and I'm joined again by ultra returning champions. Last time it was just returning. This is ultra returning. And I'm going to begin with Mr. Paul. How are you, Paul? I am well. Welcome back to the show. It's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful spring here in New Jersey. Beautiful spring night in New Jersey. And we're Mr. Dean. Mr. Dean, how are you tonight? I feel like we're returning champions. You're ultra returning. (laughs) I am doing well. It is it is a beautiful spring and uh and the pool is open and we have not broken 70 degrees since I opened it. So (laughs) not all week. (laughs) All week is gonna be in the 60s. Like, come on. This time of year, is it normally warmer? I was trying to think about that. Yeah, we're usually in the 70s by now. I, yeah. I think I think I heard the weatherman this weekend say the normal, in, at least in central Connecticut, our normal daytime high for mid-May is around 70, a little, mm-hmm. little north of 70. Right. So the fact that they were barely hitting 60, we are definitely a little below average. But I don't know. It feels like uh, in past years, we've had those sort of starts to feel like central Florida days uh, sometime in May. So right. we'll see if we get there in the next two weeks. Well, I'll tell our listeners, uh, in case you didn't know it, that Paul and Dean are hosts of the Butter and Bacon, the Good Stuff of Disney podcast, and they're one of my favorite podcasts. I want to give that plug right at the start so that you can go subscribe to them if you have not done so already. And then when you're done with that, come back and join us. And uh, on this episode, which I guess will be the final episode of our Disney Springs Dining Series, gentlemen, we're going to cover two sections of Disney Springs. We got Town Center and the West Side. And before we get into it, I want to preface this by saying when we did our previous episode, part two, I could tell you I had been or to, to eat at many of those restaurants. Here, I've been to some, but not many. So this is kind of for me a chance to see if you guys have been to any of these, what your thoughts are, and perhaps prepare me as I get ready for my trip later this year of yeah. places I should try. And I'm excited. I'm excited. And I have been to some of these, though, much like we talked about in the first two cuts of this. Uh, the newer ones, actually, I still have not been to. So it'll be a mix of yays and nays for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've been to one at this location and another one several times at other locations. So I'll be able to advise on quality and price, but not this particular location. Can't wait to hear which place that is. I have an idea, but I want to be surprised. Oh, you might be. And with that, guys, are you ready to begin? Because we got a lot of places to cover. I want to get right into it. Let's hit it. Let's go. I am going to begin by taking us to Amaret's Patisserie. Now, this place is one place I have been, actually. I went once, and I can't wait to go again later this year. It is a bakery. And what makes this place really stand out are the is the creativity of their food. 
So in other words, perfect example, when WandaVision came out a couple of months ago, every week they would release a new WandaVision cake in the shape of a TV. And so when WandaVision first came out, it was a 1950s shaped TV with the 1950s black and white image on the TV. It was really cool. They have these beautiful, almost too pretty to eat cakes, uh, you know, Mickey shapes at Halloween time. They got Frankenstein stuff. They got uh, pumpkin. You know, it's, it's really uh, a high quality bakery. And I enjoyed my meal there. My wife and I, it wasn't really a meal, it was a dessert, but I, I remember we split two things and one of them was a Beauty and the Beast themed cake. May have been red velvet, but don't quote me on that. Um, and I loved it. Have you guys been here? I have not. I have not been to Amaret's Patisserie. And I think it's going to be a function of some of the things we've talked about before is there's a lot of great dessert options yeah. at, at Disney Springs. And so I think depending on where dinner is, uh, you might come across a place you want to go before you get here. So it's either going to have to be a destination or dinner's going to have to be close by. I agree with that. And let me just make this recommendation of if you go, I'm going to read this to you guys. Amaret's signature cake, $75. So the cost of my dinner basically the other night will get you this cake. 11 layers of red velvet cake, chocolate cake, cherry mousse, chocolate mousse, raspberry, pate de fruit jelly, if I'm saying that right, and Italian sure. buttercream. Mm. I like it. 11, 11 layers. That's right. I think you get the whole cake for that price. You do. You do. That's not a slice. It's not just a slice, Scott. It's not just a slice. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I never assumed it was the slice. It's the boathouse slice of uh, fake glass. <laughs> I'm not a bright guy, but even I, <laughs> I can figure out that's not a slice. <laughs> Honey, can you get me this beautiful necklace at the, at the world of Disney? Sorry, I got to spend the money. <laughs> a slice of cake. No, got, hung, got hungry, had an 11 layer slice. <laughs> You're walking back to the resort with it in your hand. <laughs> Too funny. You know, it's, I was just thinking, you know, it, it's funny. You, met, you mentioned, uh, Dean, you know, the other places kind of on the way. This place is in the middle of nowhere. Like, I'm, I'm looking at where it is. It, it's tucked away in a corner. It's off the beaten path. It's kind of like behind every other restaurant, and it's on the yes. end of the landing. You can enter it, I think, in two different locations, I think. And one of them is near a restroom. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just well, let you know. But Got a giant cake. Paul, when you were talking, I had a vision. What you should do to just prank someone is buy like a box of M&Ms at Disney Springs and then drop it in front of someone so all the M&Ms spill out. And it's going, that was a $75 box. <laughs> yes. You go to Costco and get a five pound bag of M&Ms and then come walking <laughs> out of Goofy's Candy Company with them. To all our listeners, please don't unsubscribe. <laughs> No, keep listening. <laughs> but if you do do this, please um, record yourself and send it to at your Paulie NJ. I'd love to see it. Yes. Thank you. That would be great. Uh, but no, guys, Amaretz is really good. I, I do like it. Uh, plenty of YouTube videos available if you want to check out what their cakes look like. But they are really unique pieces, really works of art. Uh, and I mean that sincerely. Yeah. They're beautiful, beautiful food. You know what else I see on the menu, Scott? What's that? Crepes crepes that's the, right they the, do have crepes yes the, that's the, right the crepe infusion continues here and they actually have a couple sandwiches too i don't know if they're 
custom made if they're you know made made to order if they're waiting in a case but you, you can grab a quick lunch here too and you can before they didn't have real you know kind of real food but they do have a few options uh right for so dean challenge to you is to always have a crepe in your hand walking around disney springs you know that that challenge is getting easier and easier <laughs> the more we review these restaurants <laughs> right that's not a problem i guess at this point especially if you go to epcot you go to france first you what you what you do is you go to france you get a crepe and then you go to Italy and you get gelato. That's what you do. And on that note, let's head over to Deluxe Burger. I have not been there. Guys, have you? Have not. Dean? Have not. Do you have an interest in going? Always. I mean, it's it's a burger, so it yeah. can't, you know, it's, it, you, you've, if you've listened to the first two episodes, you know that I tend to go and order the burger. Um, sure. But I've been by this place. It, it hasn't grabbed me yet. Uh, but it, it'll be something I'll try eventually. I don't see this as a, a must do on my next trip, but um, yeah, they, they definitely have some good sounding burgers. And I think there's there's a growing amount of burger options at Walt Disney World. So hopefully that's just driving everybody's quality up higher. Not only that, but I'm seeing that these prices are incredibly reasonable compared to some of the other burgers we've seen, $18 yes. or $16 burgers. Whereas these are, they, they look to be all under $13.50. That's, that would be the most expensive one. Yeah, uh, that's really unique, uh, Paul. That's a good point that you make. And to give you an example of what I think would be a great value, their barbecue burger, beef patty with fried onion ring, Munster bacon, barbecue sauce, onion and lettuce. That's $12.49. That is very reasonable for Disney Springs pricing. Yeah. They also have what looks to be good with the buffalo chicken sandwich. That looks really good. I'm yeah, a, that does sound good. And I'm a big fan of the buffalo chicken. Uh, buffalo chicken in general is pretty good at Walt Disney World. Um, yes. From a from a flavor perspective and it's not too hot, you know, so it, you get, you get the flavor. I mean, you get the flavor of that Buffalo sauce. So again, 1250, that's, that's not bad. Given the name of our podcast, I also have to mention the double bacon stack burger. Well, yeah. That was Two good. press signature patties, cheddar, bacon, lettuce, tomato, pickle, grilled, grilled onions on a house-made roll. I mean, that, that sounds pretty good at hey, 1149. Yeah. That's a, a good price. Roll, that is the good stuff. <laughs> so uh I, well if we tried deluxe we'll be sure to post about it i think what we'll do when you uh when you get back from your trip dean and i get back from mine we'll do a reunion episode on disney springs dining and we'll share our, our experiences firsthand which i think would be good so maybe we'll yeah. go to deluxe yeah, sounds fun research project i'll just weep in the background so. no no weeping no weeping come with us burger, burger and a milkshake for 20 bucks it could be a, a real nice lunch option here for yeah. sure then we got Blaze Fast Fired Pizza. Again, another place I have never been. Have you guys been to Blaze? Have not, but I have heard really good things about this location. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong. By the way, Dean, have you been there? I have a general stance on pizza in Florida, so no. Okay. <laughs> Am I correct that at Blaze they have their own pizzas, which you can order, or that you can choose your toppings, whatever you want on there, and they'll make it on the spot. Is that correct? It looks like there's a build your own pizza option starting at 1045. Right. For the dough. And then you go. <laughs> Interesting. I don't, I'm going to be honest. I do not think I would go here. I think if I am going to get pizza on a Disney world trip, I'd quicker just wait to be in Napoli or, I don't know, maybe Marie and Enzo's order of pizza. You know what has good pizza? Uh, Wolfgang's restaurant, Wolfgang Puck's, not the quick service, Flatbread. but the sit down. Flatbreads, not pizzas. 
flatbreads. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're getting pizza snobby like me, Paul. Yeah, well, no, I I, I actually, I kind of subscribe to you that unless uh, unless it's something that our group is going to be splitting up, you know, like we'll, we'll get a pizza as an appetizer. And then, you know, we'll we'll cut it up a bunch of ways and then split that amongst our, our group. But um, right. yeah, I, I, I tend to shy away from pizza at Walt Disney World. Well, I, I like the flatbreads at California Grill for that exact technique, if you will. <laughs> split it up as, as an appetizer with the group and then order your entrees. Yeah, that does sound good. Well, let's go over to Sprinkles, guys. Again, another place I have not been. Sprinkles is famous for their cupcake ATM, which is a really cool concept. Uh, I think personally speaking, if I was going to get a cupcake, I'm, I'm really excited to try what you were talking about on a previous episode, Dean, that's Aaron McKenna's bakery. Um, I think that's where I would go if I wanted a cupcake or Amaretz. I don't know if Amaretz has cupcakes. I really can't vouch for that, but I don't know. That's my take. Uh, sprinkles. What do you, have you guys been and what do you think? Once again, no, I, I have been, and I, have what do you been. Think, Dean? I think I would go to Aaron McKenna's. Mm. Um, and why do you say and- that? I just, I found their bread a little bit, my son calls the cake part bread. I found their bread a little dry. Uh, I didn't think their frosting had the right balance of sweetness. It was actually, to me, a little too sweet. Uh, And I just think there's better cupcake options. Now, I have to be fair. I usually wouldn't judge a place based on one try. And I've only Mm -hmm. been there one time. Um, So maybe I had a bad batch. Maybe it had sat in the machine a little too long. I'm still convinced there's a cast member back there handing the cupcakes out. That it's not really a functional vending machine, but uh, sure, they sit uh, in the vending machine. It's actually a cast member in the box. Yes, that that's what I think it is. Um, But no, seriously, they're fine. I mean, it's it's if you want to grab a a cupcake and you're close by, it's it's not a bad option. You'll enjoy the cupcake. Um, But again, I, I think it's. We've been saying this over and over again, but the amount of option that you have in Disney Springs right. would lead me to want to get the best of what's available. And I, I don't think Sprinkles is the best cupcake down there, but it's fine. It's a, it's a, it's a cupcake. That makes sense. Makes sense to me too. Now we head over to the Daily Poutine. Again, another place I've not been. Guys, have you been? Nope. I have been. Oh, Tell us. wow. I I had, I'm surprised. I don't know why. I'm just surprised. <laughs> Tell me about it. So the day that we almost ordered uh, BB Wolf's, um, we were walking through and, and I finally decided, you know, I want to go to one of these stands and just order something. Yeah. And um, my son likes French fries. And of course, you know, poutine is fries with toppings. Um, so we went and I said, you know, just just give it a try. And um, I've had better poutine, to be honest, but I think it's an interesting option. I like this as a choice down there. My mm-hmm. my favorite thing, even if the food isn't great, and, and these actually were pretty good, um, but just the fact that it's something different. It's a different option. It's a different take on things that you've seen. Instead of just having burgers and fries, it's fries with toppings. Like it, it's just... Again, you know, I like variety. I like having the choice of, uh, particularly at these food stands, as you're walking around with your party, it's kind of nice to just have a little quick grab and go. Um, So I had tried the Latin poutine. Uh, I I thought the pork uh, was a little vinegary tasting, um, but maybe I should have known what I was getting going into it. Uh, But everything else I thought was really good. So um, I I would say definitely try it. I think this is worth going for. And uh, if you're someone who likes to find... um, creative beverages they do have a, a canadian apple slushy which is, is a yeah crown royal uh, whiskey with some lemonade caramel and apple i like crown yeah so you, you can get an adult beverage to go with your french fries yeah they also have watermelon lemonade and i'm looking at the poutines and they're all ten dollars and under 
So, you know, again, this is another um, pretty good affordable option. for Disney. Sure. I may try that. That's a good recommendation. And, and now, uh, guys, we go on to a place. Again, I've not been here, but I have this place in my sights, and that's Frontera Co- Cochina, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, have you guys been there? If you if you ask me in two months and a week, my answer will be yes. Okay. Uh, because we, we, yeah. we do want to try this uh, this summer, but I have not been here yet. It looks really good. Uh, the menu looks very solid. It's a Mexican restaurant. Uh, I'm looking now as we're talking at some of the things. They have a real good variety. So here's a highlight dish, guys. I hope I'm saying this right. Oaxican mole chicken, crispy yes. hair chicken, Oaxican red mole, plantain rice, warm corn tortillas, contains gluten and seeds. So it's not gluten free, but I wonder where the no. gluten's getting in there. They're corn tortillas. So, uh, oh, you know, the crispy half chicken probably has a breading. That yeah, does sound um, really good, though. It does this? sound good. Go ahead, Paul. There might there might be something um, in the mole sauce itself um, that's flour based. Yeah, they could thicken. thicken now, with let flour. me read this to you guys for seven bucks. Dessert, soft serve ice cream, Mexican vanilla, or ancho chili chocolate. Sounds good. I'm also all about anything with plantains. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a side of just plantains that I have not been here. I might go there and just get four orders of that. And that's my meal. Right. Oh. See, you, you guys are looking at the food. I'm already down reading the smoky pineapple and play with fire. Uh, Cause this is quite a nice margarita list. Oh yes. There's mezcal. Very nice. Tequila flights. Lots of tequila. Uh, it's also uh, Margarita Mondays and Tequila Tuesdays. If that factors into when you schedule your meal, Mr. Dean. Uh, it will. <laughs> you know my wife. It will. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, this place looks good. Yeah. I really want to try this guy. I know you, you mentioned it may be in, in your uh, rotation for August. So I have it in my sights, yes. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to say proactively book it, and I'll give you a review. Uh, I'll probably send you live dinner photos as we're eating it. And, uh, yeah. you know, for, for the extent that we can give you a positive thumbs up, hopefully it'll help reinforce keeping your reservation. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm looking at the, uh, they, they have two non-alcoholic teas. There's a tangy hibiscus flower tea and a uh, black tea with mango, melon, and papaya. Those both sound very refreshing. I like this menu. I really do. And, and I know I've mentioned this a lot of times on your show already, but when you're looking for things like gluten-free, um, Mexican food is a good place to go mm-hmm. because you can do a lot of corn tortillas instead of flour. Uh, and a lot of the foods are, are naturally just protein and vegetable with sauce. So it's very easy to avoid gluten, although they do a nice job on here uh, warning you contains dairy, contains seeds, contains gluten. So um, I, I think they are obviously very aware of those needs and, and mm-hmm. hopefully uh, we'll work with people um, to make sure that they're getting exactly what they need for their dietary concern. I'm excited to try this place. Yeah. Eager to hear what you think about it, Dean. And after going there, you could go to the Coca-Cola store rooftop beverage bar. I have been to this place. Have you guys? Yes, I, I have. I have been here. Paul, what did you think? Uh, I liked it. Um, I liked that it was a much more accessible version of Club Cool, uh, RIP, from uh, over at Epcot. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we did the taste sampler. Um, I don't think we drank all of them. Uh, yeah. and, and we did the kind of 
yeah, sip these. Okay, yeah. Oh, Mesomix, yes. And you know, <laughs> uh, just kind of went around and uh, and just did that. Um, you know, it, the building is intriguing. Um, yes. with that ramp outside. Um, that that that's always. Uh, you don't have to use it, but um, we did. So we walked the roughly 800 yard ramp um, to get up to the top of the building. But um, but yeah, it was good. I mean, you know, it's taste. It's cola. Sure. And Dean? I'm a proper blogger, so I was there on opening day. <laughs> wow. Yes. You deserve to be. The, the elevators weren't working. It was insanely crowded. Mm. Uh, and I haven't gone back since. Yeah. Uh, it's fun, though. I, I, I like these kind of gimmicky stores. I like M&M stores. I like the Hershey store. I like the Nintendo stores. You know, thinking about what's available in New York City. Um, and so this is just another version of that with a different brand. Right, but yeah, I mean, it's cool to get you know Coca Cola merchandise, get some classic bottles, and and go up to the tasting. So, it's a fun place to stop by. I'd rather do it when it's not crowded, though. Yeah, it was absolutely not crowded when we went. Yeah, the crowds have slowed down. I'll just offer two quick thoughts on this. If you go to the rooftop bar, the views are spectacular. I saw a sunset up there. It was plenty of great photo opportunities. And then I remember I got just like a traditional icy. Coca-Cola icy. And when you get that from the official Coca-Cola place, that's a good icy. Let me tell you, it's good. There you go. <laughs> that sets a high bar. And name? when you're done with your icy, you could go over to uh, the dome. And I don't mean the Tampa Bay Rays stadium. I'm talking about planet Hollywood at Disney Springs. Now this restaurant, some people you mentioned planet Hollywood and it's like, you just cursed in front of them because they don't like it. It sets off a reaction in people. I will offer my thoughts. I have been here for, I've been here quite a few times actually, because what I'll do when I'm down there for my trip is my brother and I often meet up and we like the chicken crunch over at planet Hollywood, which is uh captain Crunch coating. Yeah. They're famous. They're really yeah. good. And yeah. we, we'd go to the bar there and we'd sit at the bar and we'd have chicken crunch and a couple drinks, maybe some dessert. I have a good time. It's so I'm not looking at it as a full meal. I'm just looking at it as a cool bar to hang out with some really neat movie memorabilia they have there, like Christopher Reeve's Superman outfit. I think they got something from The Wizard of Oz, like legit cool stuff. Um, but guys, have you been to this Planet Hollywood? And if so, what are your thoughts? I've been to this dome and the dome in Tampa for a baseball game. Which one is better? <laughs> um, the food at the Tampa Stadium is better. Okay. Um, because they have good concessions there. They they even have an outback right in the uh, wow on the concourse. Yeah. No, the food at Tampa is actually really good for a ball field. Okay. Um, no, I I like Planet Hollywood, and I know that sounds sometimes blasphemous to say, but um, it's it's I've found it to be pretty consistent and, and decent quality. Uh, Geefy now is sponsoring, I think, their burgers there, so, mm. so you get you get some extra little love from that, and hopefully that that helps amp up not just the price, but the quality. Uh, but I'm with you. If I'm coming here, I'm probably looking to like split nachos, uh, maybe grab a dessert and grab a few cocktails. So yeah. I, I'd focus more on appetizers and desserts here than I would on the dinners. Um, but you know, now that, now that we can get Gar's, Guy's Big Bite Burger, uh, maybe I'll get a burger next time I go here. Yeah, and, and the three of us, uh, we, have, we have a quorum, oddly enough. Um, because, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, same thing, same exact thing. I've, I've been here probably half a dozen times, um, in any of its iterations and yeah, we, we just, we typically find that there's availability. Um, so if it is really busy, usually you can get a table here. 
And, um, you know, much, much like um, what you guys said, you know, we, we, we get pickable food, shareable food and some drinks and then we're right. Would this be a place you guys would go out of your way to go to in Disney Springs or because it's a place you've been and it would it be kind of like a last option if nothing else was available? It's always a good plan B for us. Right, right. I wouldn't go as harsh as a last option if nothing's available, but I think it's one of those ones where if I showed up on my first day of my trip and we went to Disney Springs and I hadn't made an ADR, I might just pop over here expecting that there'd be a table available mm-hmm. uh, versus trying to you know work my way through the marketplace and figure out which place has a shorter wait. I have a feeling that when I show up here, I'm probably getting it unless it's a very busy time of year. I'll say this about the Planet Hollywood and Disney Springs. It is a cool location. When you yes. go in there and you walk up those stairs, it is a very neat looking restaurant. So I know some people, even if you're not crazy about the food, as some people are, you know, they're not crazy about it. To me, you can't deny it's a cool looking place. It is cool looking. I like when the Jenny was parked outside. You like what? When the Jenny was parked outside, the boat from Forrest Gump. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I Interesting. Pick- well, on that note, I'm looking at the <laughs> list of places. This place is listed as temporary, temporarily unavailable. That's at Stargazer's Bar. Am I correct, guys, that this was a little bit of an outdoor bar right next to Planet Hollywood, almost on the side of it, where they would have a person with a guitar, let's say, playing for a small group? That's what it is. It's an outdoor bar, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's unavailable only because of the bar rules. So that might, that might change um, shortly. Now, yeah, I, I always saw this as kind of like a Cooks of Dublin to Raglan Road. You know, like this is almost like an annex. Right. Yeah, that's and a good word separate, to describe it. Separate and distinct, but it's kind of tied together. Right, right. Now we are going to some big heavy hitters. The Polite Pig. Place I've never been. Actually, I was there to pick up a Gideon's cookie before Gideon's came to <laughs> Disney Springs. But um, have you guys been there for the food? It's barbecue food. Have you tried it? Have not, but I need to. Yes. Uh, agree. And this cuisine isn't the favorite of my family, even though it's one of my favorites. Right. But this is probably a uh, maybe a takeout lunch where the rest of my family is picking up something else and I'll grab this for me. Or I need to do this on a work trip because I really want to get over here. Well, I think you get this and a BB Wolf sausage and you walk back to your place at Saratoga Springs. And then I get major side eye from oh, both, yeah. from both members of my family. You can eat one of them on the walk. <laughs> Maybe I just I'll do that and bring some Gideon's cookies, and then I'm probably right. a hero. There you go. Toss the cookies. <laughs> no wait, don't do that. Don't toss the cookies. <laughs> now I got to tell you guys something. I'm looking at the menu here for the first time in a while. It's a very reasonably priced menu with lots of good options. Um, how about this? Fried chicken, sweet and smoky, smoky barbecue sauce, Duke's mayo, pickles and coleslaw served with pickle spear, or the low and slow brisket, prime brisket, pimento cheese, porter barbecue, pickled jalapenos and onion straws served with a pickle spear, $14. Fried chicken, by the way, was $12 for that. Yeah. Very reasonable. Yeah. I got to try this place. Yeah, and and it's funny, almost the exact opposite of what I was saying about the um, uh, 
the Amaretz patisserie being out of the way. Play mm-hmm. Pig, basically, you you have to go buy it to get into the garage that's right there. It is right there. And even if you didn't park at that garage, it is situated right near, I think, underarm. If you're standing in front of Play Pig and you look to the left, I don't know if it's Under Armour, but you see Lulu, uh, not Lululemon, um, Uniqlo is right there. Yeah. And I mean, you're, and you're right in that pathway that leads over to Morimoto and the Boathouse area and Jock Lindsay's. So you, this is truly prime location. It's smack in the middle between town center and the beginning of the marketplace, which is, yep. that, that's real Great estate, place right to there. be. Great yep. place to be. Uh, you know, Scott, I think I want that hop salt pretzel. Shareable, I saw that too, but I'm not sharing mm. it. You're not Beer sharing cheese it. Cheese fondue and some IPA mustard. That and a slider trio, and I'm a happy man at lunch. Oh man, yeah, yeah, gotta go. That's really good. Now, next up, guys, we're gonna go to Chicken Guy. Uh, I have been there to this location and the one in the Miami area at, I guess, the Aventura Mall. Um, have you guys been to Chicken Guy? Have not, but uh, this is now the second mention of Guy Fieri on the show. It is. And uh, here's what I would say about this place. It is what I would call a traditional fast food chicken type place. Two things make it stand out to me, at least. And this is my experience at Disney Springs. Uh, One, the number of sauces on the side to choose from is astounding. You wait on this line and right on the wall, they have all of the sauces listed and I think I changed my mind 18 times before I actually <laughs> placed an order, but the sauces were delicious. And I got the, um, basically it was like pieces of chicken, like chicken fingers, I guess. I didn't get the chicken sandwich and the chicken fingers, they were just um, very thick, fluffy white meat. It was the good type of chicken. It was really, to me, high quality chicken. It was like, uh, you know, of course, you know, you think about places like Popeye, Popeye's and places like that. To me, this was superior in terms of the food quality. And uh, I recommend it if you're looking for fast food chicken type place. It's it's really good. Also, I think it's in a kind of good location right across from the Coca-Cola store near the AMC movie theater uh, right outside of the town center. Uh, but I enjoyed it. So I, I give it two thumbs up. Did you see the sauce slinger? No. <laughs> what is that? A sampling of all the different sauces? No, it's a person that walks around with the sauces. He slings them. He's got like the squeeze bottles. I want that job. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I don't know if I want that job. Because you know what's going to happen. Well, I'd like the tangy barbecue. And as you're squirting the tangy barbecue. No, no, no. The hot barbecue. <laughs> that will happen exactly off. twice before Paul squirts it directly at the person and loses And job. then I am fired. Exactly. <laughs> I not be a job for me. You know what's good about this place too, Scott? You mentioned the prices. The kids' meals are five bucks. Can't beat that. And, and you can't beat that because I've noticed over the years, uh, the kids' meal prices have really crept up. Yeah. And so most kids' meals now around property are running you seven, eight, even nine dollars in some places. Right. So you get a classic four ninety nine here, six fifty if you add the drink. So it's not the cheapest thing out there, but it's a better price I think than you see in some of the other locations. Yeah, there's, there's been several. Um, prominent popular hacks you know uh, if you're touring Walt Disney World and you're on a budget to get the kids meal um, and maybe eat twice as often um, have smaller meals but more often than a day you end up saving money and I think Disney's kind of countered that by raising the prices of kids meals which is not precisely um, the point 
if if you've got a you know a picky eater or or a kid that just clearly just isn't going to eat that much, mm-hmm. um, yeah, to be paying five bucks is much more tenable. Good to know. That's very good to know. And with that, guys, we're going to go to our final restaurant of the landing. This is a place that I have been. It is Wolfgang Puck Bar and Grill. It's a sit-down restaurant by Wolfgang Puck. I think outside of it, they have a uh, ice cream stand to go, I, I think. Don't quote me on that. But uh, the restaurant itself, uh, first off, I'll begin by asking, have you guys been there? have not. I was at the old Wolfgang Puck restaurant sit-down, the old dining room in, in the downstairs cafe. Yes. Uh, not this version. Uh, I was at the old one as well. I remember getting meatballs at the old one and thought it was okay. I had a great meal here. We had a tremendous dinner. Uh, we had split the burrata first and maybe a meatball appetizer. Don't quote me on that at the time, but I got uh, roasted chicken as my entree with mashed potatoes and it was really good. Um, Allie got a salmon dish. I think my wife got a salmon dish. I, I don't, uh, I don't remember, but the point is I, I remember thinking that we uh, enjoyed our meal immensely. We thought the staff was friendly we like the design of the restaurant, high ceilinged and open kitchen type thing. So uh, I enjoy this place. They, they do have a great pizza on the menu. If you're looking to split that, uh, it's really good. And uh, can't wait to go back. That's Wolfgang Puck. I would try pizza here. It's good. I would definitely try that. And, and I am clearly getting tired because I'm looking at the desserts. And I thought it said spinach cheesecake. It's a Spanish cheesecake. <laughs> no. Finish cheesecake. No. No, no I, I like this menu. It, uh, the old place had sushi, mm-hmm. um, and, and so I do notice compared to the old menu, this one's a little bit more focused. Right. I won't call it pared down, although it does have less options. But I definitely think it's a little bit more focused of a menu, and I think that means they'll do a better job. Yep. Um, but yeah, for for entree prices, I don't think this is too bad. You know, steaks will run you up to, you know, well, I guess the high end is is the ribeye, twelve ounce ribeye for fifty. Um, but most of the, the options here on the entrees are 20 and $30. So it's uh, it looks like I'm, if it, the design is as nice as you're describing and the cocktail list looks as good as it does to me, I think this is a nice place to get up to. It's a very nice, very classy place. And I'll give you a highlight dish. We got the uh, chicken wiener schnitzel mm. with marinated tomatoes, dill cucumbers, and fingerling potatoes, $28. I love this wiener schnitzel. <laughs> Anything, guys, you want to say about the landing before we head over to the west side? Only that you have to say west side correctly. <laughs> How do you say the west side? You west- got to head over to the west side. West- oh, yes. That's the moment the podcast became one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, you know, yeah, I'll say, Scott, just to give you a, a wrap up, I'd say uh, of the sections we've covered, the landing is probably the the quote-unquote weakest yes um, but i say that saying that, the that's, the, that's kind of you know not a great compare because i'm sorry town center is the weakest um but it's not a, it's not a great compare because the places we've talked about with you know how strong the lineup was at the landing and, and even some of the great places we talked about over at marketplace it's not like this is a bad place to go out to dinner i think there's some great options in here um so right town center town center does okay uh, when you compare it to its peers, but if Town Center stood on its own, I think we'd be really happy with the options there. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like you know if you were to compare the um, the four neighborhoods um, to borrow a, a term from the new Epcot, um, that 
if these are each teams, I feel like that town center has some really good star players, but overall the team is not as strong. What else is there to say? You know, sports fans will get that and non-sports fans will get that. Yeah. Great job, Paul. And hey. by the way, earlier, I think I, I incorrectly referred to this area as the landing. It's town center. I get that messed up in my mind sometimes. They, they kind of yeah. flow one, one into the Right. Room. All right. We have arrived now at the final location at Disney Springs that we have not yet discussed here on the Disney, Disney Springs Dining Series, and that is the West Side. Paul, you want to do it? West Side! <laughs> Dean? West Side! Come on. You can do it, Scott. West Side! No, no. Wow. <laughs> I guess one of us had to be the soprano. <laughs> Tony. Uh, I, I brought some opera into that. Oh, that was embarrassing, but I can't take that out. I'm leaving that. No, that, that's staying. That's staying for the history books. <laughs> that might be now. You know how we have the boat horn at the end of every show for butter and bacon? You you saying what's that? <laughs> yeah, we might need a clip of that. <laughs> oh, I'll find it. Let's just get to the dining here, folks. All right. Let's just let's get to the restaurants. And the first one we're going to is the House of Blues, front porch and the smokehouse. Now, I'm assuming the front porch is like a outdoor bar. And annex to use a word used by Paul earlier in the episode. I may be wrong, but I. And then the smokehouse is the restaurant. Uh, I have not been, by the way, I haven't been to the vast majority of the places over here on the, the West side, but uh, house of blues, obviously known for its live music and concerts and Sunday brunch. Um, gospel Sunday brunch, gospel Sunday brunch. That is correct. I can't comment on the food. I just haven't been there. Although I noticed they have a drink. That stands out to me as a Beatles fan, which is Strawberry Fields. <laughs> and as an Elvis fan, they had the Hound Dog drink. I like that. I love that they have a Rock Me Hurricane. Rock Me Hurricane. That's yes. fantastic. Do they adorn the cup with a scorpion? That would be even more better. They also have not a Beast of Burden, the Rolling Stones song, but the Beast of Bourbon. Yes. Nice. It looks really good, by the way. Knob Creek bourbon, the puns, <laughs> the puns. Yeah. By the way, Knob Creek bourbon, maple syrup, chocolate bitters, orange. Yeah. I That's like cool. It. And this is the front porch. So the front porch does seem to be. Um, yes. Front porch is drinks. Smokehouse is currently temperate is, is unavailable right now. And that is the restaurant. Right. And, uh, Love to try it, and, and I may someday. It's just, again, a place I don't think of when I think of Disney Springs. It's kind of like, and maybe that's because of its physical location. It's kind of right at the edge near the Cirque du Soleil Theater. Um, it's often a place that I walk past as I'm leaving the park, uh, leaving Disney Springs. Um, have you guys been there? No? Um, have not. We actually had reservations, but then we, we uh, changed our minds and went to another brunch. Um, so we, we were going to do the gospel gospel brunch um my parents went and my dad was utterly thrilled he okay said, music is fantastic the piano players are awesome the singers are phenomenal um you know he said it, it it literally is like being in the blues brothers um you know the scene that has um the godfather of soul uh in the in the original movie um and you know so it, it's got that james brown theme Mm-hmm. Kind of going on for that whole series very cool dean have you been there i've been here a few times to the the sort of the restaurant and bar proper mm-hmm. um so not not the brunch uh the gospel brunch not the porch not the smokehouse but the actual 
sit down dining. Um, so I, I've enjoyed it. Again, it's it's a chain restaurant, so you may have one if you live near a city. You may have one nearby, and so maybe it violates my rule of uh, don't go to a place you can go to at home. I I think our closest one is in Boston, uh, and I haven't been to that one. So we've been here a few times. I've always enjoyed it. I, I you know I've gotten the nachos, gotten the shrimp, uh, the shrimp and grits. I should say. Um, I think one time I got a steak here, and I don't know why I did that. Uh, but you know, it, it's a uh, not that it was bad. I just not, I usually go with the theme of the restaurant. Um, so I, I don't know. I I would go back here. I think it's fine. I agree with you though. It's probably not something that I'm dying to make an ADR for uh, intentionally, and so I'm probably going to happen upon it if I'm going to go here. And it's so far at the end that I'm probably picking somewhere before I ever get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, if it's somewhere you want to try, I I think the brunch might be the way to go. Yes. Uh, just to experience the whole experience of the gospel brunch um but i like the house of blues i I would definitely go there again very cool um i don't have anything else to add to house of blues guys anything for you no no that'll cover it that was a perfect summary dean that was and and paul both i mean beautiful beautifully worded (laughs) and with that let's knock off two places very quickly i don't have anything to say about these it's the amc theater dining locations one is their bar called mcguffins and then they have dining theater so you could go to a movie and order food there are dining theaters all over the country perhaps all over the world i don't know um you know if you i've been to this movie theater i went late night on one vacation to see a horror movie i fell asleep because i was lesson learned from the trip if you're tired and you've been, been at theme parks all day don't go to like a 10 30 movie it's not a good idea <laughs> yeah, but, but anyhow um it's not a place I would go on my vacation. If I'm going to get something to eat, I'm going to go to any of the other Disney Springs restaurants before I go to the dine and movie theater. But uh, perhaps you guys feel differently. I don't know. Well, this is interesting is I am a um, AMC um, Stubbs A-list member. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they don't have a dine-in at the AMC very close to me, but the Menlo Park Mall has a dine-in that's very similar to the AMC at Disney Springs. What I can tell you is... The food for what you order in the movie theater is kind of on par with like a Chili's or a Friday's, maybe a little bit better quality. Yeah. What you get here is this is where I would go on a thunderstormy day. So, you know, on a rainy day, you can go to the parks, the crowds will be low and all that stuff. But when it's like heavy duty thunderstorms or, you know, tropical storm blowing through, this to me is a good place to go over and kill three hours. Um, you know, maybe have a drink at McGuffin's. Um, they have, they, in all of the locations, they usually have two or three local brews, um, that are on tap and then they have bottled beer as well. Um, you know, so here they have highlight, they have other cigar city, you know, um, Florida, Florida local microbrews. Um, and then you can take your beer or take your drink into the movie theater with you. And then they have, um, butler service, um, basically wait staff that'll come to your table or to your chair rather. And you get these little swing out tables. So what I like about this is it's a time saver. So while you're watching the movie, you're eating. So it's not like something else where it's dinner and a movie. You can get it all done at the same time. So like even when I say knock out a good three hours, that's with waiting for your first drink and then taking it into the theater with you and then sitting all the way through the credits. So, you know, it's really, you know, I agree. I have yet to go to see a movie while I'm at Walt Disney World because I've got other things that I want to do. But I can totally see a scenario, particularly if I'm staying at um, Disney Springs, 
of, you know, braving the weather, um, you know, with with an umbrella or a poncho and then hanging out at this AMC for a few hours. That's a great idea, Paul. And you're right. It's a perfect place to go on a rainy day. Um, Dean, thoughts for, from you? AMC. Hey, my in-laws saw the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie here on a Disney vacation. Oh, well, that's very meta, right? That's that, the that, uh... that, that's about all I got for you. Um, <laughs> I think maybe I went here once a long time ago and we saw a movie. Couldn't tell you what it was or if that actually happened. Um, I, I just find other things that, to do when I'm on vacation. I, I like Paul's idea. If you're in, if you know a thunderstorm is coming and there is something you want to go see at the theater and it's lunchtime yeah. or dinner time, maybe I'd combo all that and cohere. So it, it'll right. be something we'll keep in mind. But generally speaking, unless there was like a, a really good celebration going on with the film, let's say another Star Wars movie was coming out and I was going to be in Walt Disney World, I'm probably not going to go to the movies during a vacation. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Well, that's great advice, guys. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, I'm going to take you now to my favorite place at Disney Springs, and that's Wetzel's Pretzels. And I don't know if you guys have been... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, no, I'm saying that sarcastically, and that's nothing against Wetzel's pretzels. It's just, uh, I mean, I could get Wetzel's pretzels up here. Um, at the landing. <laughs> that's you true. They're all the way to West Side. <laughs> I, by the way, when I went to Halloween Horror Nights, I, I can't remember if this is at Universal. They have Wetzel's or Auntie Anne's. It may have been Auntie Anne's. Auntie so. Anne's. They have Auntie Anne's over there. So, I, I mean, I just remember waiting on this line for pretzels after Halloween Horror Nights, and I, it was taking forever, and I finally get to the front of the line. And I asked for pretzels and they said, we're out. So then I said, all right, well, I'm thirsty. I'll, I'll get a soda. They go, we're out of ice. <laughs> this is, you know, I was just like <laughs> at that point, you know, but that was Auntie Anne's and Auntie Anne's is great too. But Wetzel's is great. I mean, it's just nothing to say. It's there. If you want it, enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. Then we go to haagen another place that you could get in multiple places around the country. I love haagen ice cream. It's awesome. I, I've been to the Disney Springs location. Uh, I think at this point, because I've been to Hagen Dazs so many times over the years up here where I live, I would probably go to another place for ice cream, whether it be Ghirardelli or the gelato place we talked about or a handful of other locations. So um, anything to add on those places, guys? I don't think there's much to point out. No, and you know, I'll, I'll even skip over and say the Starbucks on the west side is probably just it's a Starbucks. It's, it's a, a Starbucks. nice Starbucks. Oh, I, it, I mean, yeah, sure. It's nice. Do they have the Clover brewing system at this place? That I don't know the answer to. I'm gonna look and see if they've got. I, the I believe that isn't this the location that has something coordinated with the location at Disneyland. Uh, I that does ring a bell. Yes. yes. A touchscreen chalkboard featuring a magical twist. You can interact with downtown Disney guests at the Disneyland Resort in California. So that that's, that's kind of cool. cool. That's pretty unique. Otherwise, yeah, it's a Starbucks. Then, guys, I. I've not been to this place, but I, I may be going on my upcoming trip. It's something we're talking about because we um, there's interest in bowling and uh, we may go to Splitsville. And from what I've heard of people that have been to Splitsville is that the food is good. And uh, looking at their menu, it's standard bowling alley fare, but I think it's higher quality from, from what I gather. I'm going to I'm going to add to your standard bowling alley yes. fare and tell you that they have sushi here. Yes, they do have sushi. That's right. And that. You know, outside of Splitsville, I might uh, an, uh, give you the an- analogy of bowling alley sushi being like gas station sushi. Mm. Um, but I've been to Splitsville many times. It's nearly a must do every trip for us. Wow. And I would go here for the sushi. 
See, it's actually this, that good. If this podcast had a big advertisement on the internet, and that would be the line we'd highlight. Like Splitsville is is like a must do for me. So, you know, that's like a eye catching, earth shattering line that I did not see coming in this episode. So it, you know how we said there. I, I we I just said I won't go to a movie typically on vacation. Right. I had no problem going bowling, and I'm terrible bowler. Um, but mm-hmm. I would. I mean, you can actually go here and just eat. You don't need to go in and bowl. Um, so they do have regular tables. They have a bar. Uh, I think their bar even has some outdoor seating, which is kind of neat. But this is one of those, like, we'll combo the activity and get a lane. And when you have a lane, you have service at the lane, you know, waiter, waiter service to bring you your drinks, your food, et cetera. I found the nachos hit or miss. Okay. Meaning one time we got them, they were very well-loaded nachos, lots of toppings. Got them another time and they were kind of chintzy and, and really not worth the value. Uh, but I've actually had really consistently good sushi here mm-hmm. uh, it's surprising i mean it just sounds funny to say and and you know we're in a covid world now and i'm not sure i want to be sticking my fingers in and out of a bowling ball and then eating with my hands <laughs> so i'm not sure how much eating and like you know munching on nachos i want to do while bowling uh but you know use your chopsticks and eat your sushi and uh you know, maybe stick around for a little fried rice or a little ghirardelli brownie a la mode for dessert next um, so challenge I, is going to be bowling with your chopsticks <laughs> you gotta have a really good grip to hold the ball oh, yeah. Dean, when you go to splitsville do you go there for a standalone meal or is it just like a snack um usually a lunch mm-hmm. so we'll try to get a lunchtime lane and it's not usually like a they do have some entrees there you can get you know tacos or fish and chips stuff like that mm-hmm. never really we haven't done that we've done more of grabbing a few of the appetizers or maybe one of the appetizers and a few sushi rolls uh, and then just having a few cocktails while we bowl. Sounds great. I'm very excited to go there this year. That actually, I I was thinking about going there the first night of my trip. I don't know why. I just thought that would be a fun thing to do. Kind of settling into the trip. Nothing too crazy. Nothing fancy. Just good time. It, Let's kick off our Disney trip. It can get busy here. So I'll just warn you that. It, it, you can find times where you go and they might tell you, you know, 60 to 90, sometimes 120 minute wait for a lane. Yeah. Um, so off times, like most places, off times, you're going to have a better shot of walking right in. And I would think certainly for lunch, it's less busy than for the. Yeah, that, that's why we've typically done lunch. And I believe if you do a reservation here, your mm-hmm. re- reservation is for a table. It is not for a lane for bowling. So you can you um, if you want a lane, that's a separate thing. You got to. Right. That's but you can eat at the like you could when you're bowling, you can eat your sushi. You could get stuff delivered. To oh, your, yeah. Uh, yeah. Your 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 um, waiter waitress service comes right to your lane. And while you're bowling and you're updating your your order, you're adding cocktails, you're getting that dessert to go after you had your healthy and delicious dinner of many sushi rolls on a bowling lane. <laughs> just, sure. I, I don't know. I've been eating it there for a long time and I still crack up every time. The fact that I think that about eating sushi at a bowling alley, um, that's because cool. I know what our local bowling alley looks like in uh <laughs> You're definitely not getting sushi there. So, um, I mean, you, you might, but you, you wouldn't, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> have you uh, been they there? Have good Paul? stuff. Have not. I've lived vicariously through Dean, however. And um, it, it, similarly, I mean, our home resort is Saratoga Springs, so much like AMC. I mean, I'm seeing this as part of that rainy day trifecta mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, maybe, maybe hitting up um, lunch, an early lunch and then bowling. And then going over to MacGuffin's for a drink and then like a uh, late afternoon, early evening movie. Mm-hmm. Cool. Very cool. And for the folks who are listening that haven't seen the menu before, this is not 
your typical like uh, sort of basic roles. These are a little bit more that you know what they're trying to do a little bit more fancy a little bit more upscale type stuff mm -hmm. so you're not i mean they do have a california roll that's in, in a volcano roll those are probably the two you'd recognize off a regular menu but you know they have the yum yum roll which is shrimp with cream cheese and top with more shrimp and a sauce they have the surf and turf roll which has filet and shrimp inside it so this isn't just like a, a salmon roll or a philadelphia roll something like that these are a little bit more uh, a little more to them so it's a little you know, you'll have to take some time to read through the menu, make sure it fits what your sushi needs are. If you're if you're looking to show up and have uh, you know regular su sushi sashimi, this is not that place. When and you said the good, go ahead, Paul. Well, I was just going to say, and I'm I'm also anticipating it's not um, eight pieces. That is uh, three quarters of an inch wide. <laughs> no, these will have a little bit more to them, and and when you start seeing the prices that range from you know twelve to twenty ish dollars. <laughs> Um, you'll, you can understand why once they get served. Yeah, that makes sense. When you said the yum yum roll in my mind, I started playing the Justin Bieber song, Yummy. That's a good song. Paulie disagrees. I could tell by his reaction. No, nah, it's uh, the song is probably fine. It's, uh, well, you had a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Scott just lost on the american idol experience at hollywood exactly <laughs> had a bad day i know the song all right so um on that note i don't quite understand <laughs> what is happening to the podcast but it's okay um is there uh, do you, you don't like justin bieber uh, your rendition of the song uh was um i think oh. he's taking a shot at your singing skills uh, no Scott. let me tell you something I don't have a good voice. I, I can hit the I can I, I can hit the right key. I'm glad but I have you a bad told voice. me. I'm glad you told me. Yeah. I'm pretty convinced Justin Bieber could sing anything at this point and get a top ten song out of it, though. Yeah, yeah. I got my peaches down in Georgia. Exactly. It's a good song. It's not one you want your kid to be singing, though. Uh, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> no. I get my sushi down at Splitsville. <laughs> there is an unedited version of that and the the background lyrics changed uh, a little bit drastically and i was a little surprised by that yes okay i'll do one more i got my crepes down at amaret <laughs> there you go oh, those of you that are listening we're recording this late at night this is when the uh, this is the after hours show <laughs> so this is when the my cocktails at my girlfriend's <laughs> But, but uh, Scott, where are you going to get your donuts? Oh, good question. Well, the answer is both Voodoo Donuts and Everglaze. No, <laughs> both. Um, I actually, here's the truth. Uh, I will certainly go to Voodoo Donuts at least once. I, I love Voodoo Donuts. Uh, Everglaze, I am more excited to try. And let's just talk about it, actually. Everglaze is one of the places in the West Side. Yeah. And uh, they have a chicken sandwich there, which according to Lou Mangello, who is uh, from WDW Radio, as I think many of our listeners know, he said, that the Everglazed Donuts, I'm looking at the menu here, has a chicken sandwich. Um, the I believe it's the funky chicken, fried chicken, ranch slaw, barbecue and spicy mango, uh, barbecue and spicy mayo, excuse me, and B and B pickles, thirteen dollars. That, according to him, was perhaps the best chicken sandwich on Disney property. And as a fan of chicken sandwiches, when I hear that, I have to try it. I've seen pictures of it; it looks fantastic. Uh, so will I get donuts here? Probably. 
I may split it. Doesn't interest me as much as Voodoo. I've seen video footage of it. They look good, but um, I'm going to get the chicken sandwich at Everglazed. I find it really funny that the picture on the Disney Springs website apparently is Dole Whip. <laughs> it's a person holding up Dole Whip. If you click onto the actual Everglazed page. Yes. Is it just me? I'm looking at a tic-tac-toe board of donuts. No, but then click on the page. And it resembles um, stuff I've seen you get, Paul, at a place near you. Oh, now it is updated. Interesting. Maybe I just had a weird page thing. But yes, yes, this is very close to uh, what I have, unfortunately and fortunately, within walking distance of my house. (laughs) Um, Yeah, these, these look fun. I would be all over the graham cracker. Uh, it, it actually looks like um, uh, graham cracker and banana. Yes. Oh, those aren't toasted marshmallow? Oh, they could be toasted marshmallow. That could be the s'mores. Yes, could be. Peanut would you guys have an interest in this? In their cold brew and coffee section? Yes. No. Or cold brew classics, <laughs> the cinnamon bun. Yes. Cold oh, brew. That I would, yes. Cinnamon bun syrup, cinnamon toast, milk, and whipped cream. That's heavy stuff. $6.50, by the way. And But that sounds pretty interesting. I thought you were going to go with the peanut butter coffee. Uh, oh, peanut butter coffee. Yes. But, hmm. I would get the that. The nitro cold brew with peanut butter and vanilla syrup, chocolate drizzle, crushed Reese's peanut butter cups, topped with a peanut butter explosion donut. I would drink that. There's hardly anything on here I would not have. I'll right. What's happening, I think, is that all of these restaurants are trying to top one another. So when Toothsome Factory over at Universal came out, they had these crazy elaborate milkshakes and that's fantastic place. And the food was wonderful. The desserts were out of this world. Now, every dessert place has to have at least one or two items which are made for Instagram and are delicious, but just completely overwhelming. Probably a week's worth of calories in one milkshake. (laughs) Um, I think you're right. Easily. And what's odd is you can also get beer. At Everglazed? I didn't see that. You can yeah. get beer there? Did, yeah. did you see the glazed and confused uh, spiked coffee? I would have that. Yeah, it's got cold rum brew with coffee. rum, vanilla and coffee syrup, glazed cream and whipped cream served with a maple double bacon donut. I can tell you, Dean, if you have not had a maple bacon donut, I mm. highly recommend it. Uh, that sounds delicious. I, I may have had one on Mother's Day. Joe, <laughs> so just yesterday. Just, just saying. <laughs> I did find something on this menu I would not eat. Which is the Mounds Coconut Dream. Uh, you like coconut? Yep. So macaroons are out for you too. Yep. Dean, will you be getting donuts there on this trip? Probably. Um, will you be I'm going actually- to Voodoo? That's a really good question. Uh, we had our flight get changed by our airline. And so they offered us up a, hey, sorry, we changed your flight. You can change to any other flight that's currently available, even if it's on a different day, uh, at no additional fee, even if the fee would be higher for that flight. Mm. And of course, being the appropriate vacationer that I am, I thought, you know, if we extend our trip by a night or two, I could switch over and go stay at Universal for two nights get a couple days over there and, and then I could definitely have their donuts. So that is in discussion right now. It's funny you ask that. That is a very exciting vacation development, by the way. 
Yes, it is. Um, and so I guess the answer there is stay tuned. We'll see what that is. Have. Stay tuned. Yes, I I may come back to uh, talk with you at the end of July and start talking about our two nights at the Hard Rock. <laughs> I can't beat that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, guys, let's go quickly through a couple of things to knock it off. Um, Yasaki Kiosk. Have you been there? I have not. No, have not. Um, I may try it. That's all I'll say. They got some food. They got some drinks. It's I sake. Mean, sake slushy. That sounds delicious. And a poke bowl. I'd, I'd probably go there for the slushy. Where is it? I don't even know where it is. It is on the other side of Planet Hollywood. Like if you were to head towards. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah. I'm still calling it Pleasure Island. It's that closer bridge to Pleasure Island. Yes. On the west side. And then here you got your Disney food trucks. And I know exactly where these are. These are kind of located across from the movie theater and the shop at the stores right on the, the, the west side. Um, I've seen mac and cheese trucks there. I think I've seen hot dog truck. Um, I really want to start going to food trucks. I, I don't have a lot of experience with food trucks. I know they're supposed to be awesome. I would probably for me, get something from the food trucks if I went to Disney Springs during the daytime and was walking around over lunch, although it's just hot outside in the summer, so I don't know. But that's where I'm more likely to get a food truck food. I'm not, if I'm on vacation, I'm probably not going to have it for dinner. Um, to me, that's more a lunch thing, but it's cool they have it. It's a unique theming thing just to have food trucks in the middle of Disney Springs. That's kind of cool. I like that you have the, um, you know, the opportunity for different varieties. Um, mm-hmm. Again, if they, if they change it out. Um, I remember being excited when they announced that this was even going to be an option, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then people started, well, if they change it out every day, like if I go to get the hot dog and all of a sudden there's like a falafel place, like, okay, then that's what it is. Again, there are so many options. Right. And, you know, I like that. I, you know, I, I, I personally do enjoy um, food truck food. You know, that might be the New Jersey in me. Um, you know, lots, lots of the fairs, you can get them to come to businesses um, and they'll just park like for lunch for like two hours. And um, there's several places actually near me on the famed Route 66 that there's kind of like this. It's like an unofficial parking lot. And there's just a food truck that shows up at 1030 every day. Right. You can just go there and you can just get a hot dog and you can get a milkshake and some fries. And it's like ten dollars. There you go. Right. Can't beat it. When, when I worked in Hartford, we used to get food trucks that would park around the city during lunchtime. And inevitably, the food truck that showed up right in front of my building, all they sold was fresh fruit. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with fresh fruit. No, but like, but you know, I had to go. And again, I probably needed the extra walk to go around the corner to get to the, the ethnic places and the, the burger places and the sandwich places and stuff like that. And there was a really good barbecue place that used to come by uh, on a food truck. But it was just funny every time uh, I walked outside the building and, you know, sometimes he had strawberries, sometimes it was fruit salad, but it was just fruit. So you had a fruit truck, not a food truck. Yeah. I don't have anything to add to that, except I went to a Yankees game once with my friend Matt and out of all the food to get at Yankee Stadium, this is the first time he was at the new Yankee Stadium. He went and bought an orange. <laughs> so, you don't forget what? that. I'm not kidding you. I took a photo of it. I was like, when am I ever going to see someone else buy an orange for their first food at the new Yankee Stadium? That's like using your snack credit, getting a banana at Animal Kingdom. Oh, <laughs> right. terrible value. Terrible value. Terrible value. Now, guys, we are we are rounding the turn and, and headed for home. Um, 
to our final few restaurants. The next one I'm going to mention is one I've not yet been to, but I am certainly planning on going there this summer. And I hope I'm saying the name of it correctly. Yaleo by Chef Jose Andres. Am I saying that right? Yaleo? Is it? Maybe. Works, works for me. And um, what I like about this place is they have really nice outdoor seating as well, if that's something you're interested in this summer. And uh, the menu is terrific. I'll give you a couple of highlights. Um, how about this? Grilled flat iron steak with confit piquillo peppers. Looks really good. Um, good kids menu. Uh, traditional chicken frit- fritters. Uh, nice salads and soups. A Spanish soup with tomatoes, cucumbers, and peppers. It's served chilled. It's, it's gazpacho. Uh, the point is that it's a very good restaurant with a very broad menu. The footage I've seen of the interiors of the restaurant is quite beautiful. Looks really great. The outside is cool too. And I hear it's delicious from people that have been there. So I'm, I'm eager to try it this summer. How about you guys? It looks good. It definitely looks good. Yeah, it'll, it'll be in our maybe, I think. It's, mm-hmm. This may work its way into our rotation. It, it does look good. I agree. Uh, I'd, I'd like to try here. I'm trying to, trying to um, kind of understand the menu. The way mm-hmm. the way it's structured and exactly what their angle is, definitely a, a good mix. I think of of different types of Spanish food that they're offering here. So, you know, a little bit of seafood, a little bit of salad. You got some cheeses. You got some meats. You got a little bit of kids menu. So, nice cross section. Uh, be able to find something on here for anybody. I think. Yeah, it's it seems it's very um, um, you know you can get a lot of modern Spanish food. This seems to be very rural. This is almost like spanish farmhouse seaside uh-huh. stuff um you know with with um you, you've got ham on here you have two types of seafood you got fish there's you know chicken fingers uh chicken fritters sorry not chicken fingers um shrimp and garlic salmon you know uh pork sausage so again it's it's kind of you run you you might have only one dish of each type of protein whereas some places you go you can get chicken four ways or you can get steak five six seven different ways um this is like nope we have a steak we have a pork we have a chicken we have a fish we have a salmon you know that kind of thing the only thing i'll add to this uh, along the musical side of things dean when you said it's in your maybe list immediately in my head i thought of this call me maybe <laughs> i feel that was coming this is crazy Another great song, by the way. The other thing you mentioned on the menu, the with the exception of maybe two items as I'm scanning up and down, everything is twenty dollars or less. Yeah, very reasonable for a, a restaurant like that, which is a to me when I see the footage, a, a truly high end restaurant. Very nice, great date night type place. Beautiful. I mean, you can get a Serrano twenty four month cured Serrano ham for seven dollars on a kids menu. Kids ham, pretty cool. So, guys, let's go to the Four Rivers Cantina Barbacoa food truck. I'm not not familiar with this. Uh, have you seen it? Have you been there? I've not, but I love barbacoa. Yeah, looks awesome. Yes, same. burritos. Uh, looks like a good menu. They have cheese quesadillas on a kids menu. Uh, may try this. I didn't even know this was there, to be honest with you. So, that is good to know. And we are now truly uh, nearing the end. Uh, I'll mention another Jose Andres thing, which they said is temporarily unavailable, Pepe by Jose Andres. I think this is a quick service location. Um, 
the description on the Disney Springs website, savor amazing Spanish food truck fare from famed chef Jose Andres. It's perfect for quick and pleasing meals. And uh, as I mentioned, it's temporarily unavailable, but they have things like a grilled cheese with a side of honey mustard, grilled ham and cheese, um, the gazpacho, Jose Andres potato chips. It's kind of different sandwiches, for example. To me, it's uh, exactly what you would think uh, of like a Spanish restaurant quick service menu. Looks really good. Just temporarily unavailable right now. Anything to add on that? No. No. And before we get to our last one, I do see on the website, they, they Dean, like you were talking about the Jose had the house of blues that you've been to. They have the house of blues restaurant and bar listed as a separate dining experience than the smokehouse and the, uh, the bar attached there. I didn't realize it was a separate place. I'm surprised they didn't have that right next to each other. That's kind of weird. Yeah. I, I think all three are located at the same place. Yeah. It's just where you sort of, uh, engage them for their foods again kind of like mm-hmm. the annex style like we mentioned before the house of blues has more attractions than galaxy's edge <laughs> that is true <laughs> i think that's like literally true um and with that we come to our final restaurant a place i have not yet been but i've seen footage of it it looks really good and that is city works eatery and poorhouse uh this place is right near splitsville right near the nba experience and the amc movie theater the menu uh this looks really good there on the menu, by the way. Locks and roll. Smoked salmon on flatbread with dill cream cheese, grape tomato, mozzarella cheese, red onion, capers, arugula, citrus mustard, vinaigrette. The, I, the puns are great. The puns, puns are, great. are fantastic. You got Johnny Hash. Johnny Hash. You got White Wedding. The class. You, you skipped over a fantastic pun. I did. I did. The, the shock chicken con. <laughs> and by the way, some of these are on the brunch menu. I don't know if they're on the uh, everyday menu. It doesn't menu. matter. They're all good. E- Easy like Sunday morning. Come on. These are great. And um, What's the rest the story this morning is... glory. Mother's little helper. Our hangover bowl filled with smoked cheddar grits, braised pork belly, breakfast sausage links, fried eggs, smoked tomato, charred scallion relish. I mean, that that's yeah. awesome. And then right there, love me two times. Two eggs <laughs> yes, I saw pile, that. Two house smoke, thick cut bacon strips, two sausage links, two toasted challah bread. Challah. Challah and cheesy potato casserole. And this is where some skeptic says, I can get that at Denny's for $2.22. Sure. You can't get challah bread at Denny's. (laughs) That is true. Not a chance. But I got to tell you, this menu looks fantastic. It's kind of like pub food, but it's big menu. I mean, there's plenty of things here from burgers to pulled pork sandwiches to Tex-Mex mac and cheese, pork chop, even salmon, something like that. Barbecued ribs smoked barbecue platter very broad menu and the beers look absolutely terrific i've seen some youtube videos where people will order flights and they just look very refreshing very good so uh and they do have outdoor seating here as well uh for me this is i wouldn't say it's a must do but it's a likely do and i i think now uh, before i turn it over to you guys for your thoughts on this place uh well, well let me let me begin by that and then we'll do a wrap-up uh paul and dean have you been here or have any intention of going here I have not been here. I have every intention of mm. coming to a place. This, place. this place speaks to me. And um, it, this, to me, is a perfect like late night. My family has gone to sleep, and we had an Animal Kingdom night, so the park closed at 6. And, um, and I've just got to do something else. 
Right. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, it, 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 the menu looks great. Um, the beer selection, like you said, is fantastic. And um, yeah, this, this, this looks right up my alley. And Dean? Peanut butter, Snickers pie, and baked cookie dough are the yeah. two desserts I see listed. Um, Good stuff. So I don't think I'm going to have to twist too many arms to get this as a must-do this summer. Mm. Um, so I, I won't say we're definitely going to go here, but I'm going to say it's pretty likely. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm excited for it. And guys, with that, I believe we have been to every food location in Disney Springs, and it took us three episodes to do it. This is like the Godfather trilogy of Disney it. Springs dining. And I guess as we conclude, one of the things that really stands out to me is that I am now planning my Disney vacation for later this year. And I'm thinking of all of the Disney Springs restaurants I want to go to for dinner, let's say. And then I have to, there's so many locations to choose from. I actually have to stop and think, well, wait, I want to go to some non-Disney Springs restaurants too. But then I'm always thinking, okay, the places I'm thinking of, maybe Disney Springs, I should just stick with that. It's, it's really tough. Tonight alone, we covered several places which are phenomenal to go to for dinner, let's say. I have a solution to your problem. Just keep going? Yeah, longer trip. <laughs> I'm already on a long trip. <laughs> longer trips and more of them. Yeah, that's the dream. That is the good stuff. That's the good stuff. But but guys, I guess my question for you as we uh, wrap up this episode in the series is how does Disney Springs in- work into your trip planning for future vacations? Uh, it's certainly more pronounced than it was for many years. Disney Springs is now fully open, more things arriving. If we did this dining episode two years from now, we probably have a handful of new locations to talk about. So when you're planning your trip, what focus do you put on Disney Springs? Well, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, I mean, for me, we, we always go several times. Um, and again, like I said, you know, our home resort typically is Saratoga Springs. So if we're staying there, we're over there. Uh, only because Saratoga's meal offerings are uh, paltry um, mm. compared to a lot of the other resorts. So with the width and depth and breadth of the offerings at Disney Springs, we don't feel the need to eat at Saratoga Springs for the most part. Sure. Um, and I got to tell you, you know, particularly the last place we talked about, that is the perfect place for me to be while my wife is shopping. <laughs> I, it, I, I shop... Um, I'll shop for about 15, 20 minutes. Mm. I will have bought what I wanted to buy and then I'm done. And they are just getting warmed up. Mm, so right. I'm like, you know what? I will be at anywhere. I'll be at Splitsville. Wetzel's Pretzels. Um, you know, I'll be, well, see, and that's the thing. Cause there's a lot of places that are kind of grab and go. So I might stop by Wetzel's Pretzels on the way over to the poor house. Sure. To get a bite or, you know, like, Maybe I mean, wolves. My, my actual go-to would be to sit at the bar at Raglan um, yeah. because for a party of one, it's very easy to get in. Um, or I can go over to T-Rex and sit at that bar. Or if I want to stay over in the marketplace, then I can be at, um, you know, the, the old standby uh, Rainforest Cafe. Once again, sitting at the bar, perfectly, perfectly easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, Disney Springs is definitely factoring into my uh, future trips. That's awesome, Paul. And uh, you can also go to the Boathouse Bar on the outside. Yes. That's I really have nice. yet to do that. Right? Out in the middle of the lagoon. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Especially when you're over at Jack Lindsay's instead. Well, and, you know, I I would actually get in trouble for going there without my family. That that, that probably is not an option. And Dean, how about for you? I know you're staying at uh, Saratoga this summer. So Yeah, and and, and part of that choice is deliberate to be able to go to Disney Springs more often. So I think I mentioned before, but if we dial back six, seven years, downtown Disney was very much a part of every trip we did. Because downtown Disney was easy to get to. Downtown Disney was easy to pull up, hop out, walk in, do what you want, or stay there for a few hours and, and see everything and go. And then I found with the construction over the last few years and the amount of increase in traffic, we were going to Disney Springs less and less, or we were always going in the afternoon or even in the morning. I mean, there's some decent breakfast places now um, because we wanted to avoid the crowds and avoid the hassle. So I'm very excited to be staying at Saratoga so that we can go to Disney Springs. In theory, I might go seven days out of a seven-day trip. Yeah. Um, There's enough to do, enough grab-and-go, enough couple sit-downs, have a lunch, have a dinner. There's entertainment. There's activity. Um, You know, it's going to be a big part of this trip. It'll be a part of every trip, I would think, unless we're doing like a quick weekend. We've done race weekends in the past where when you're there for three days, it doesn't really afford itself to go to Disney Springs when the focus of your vacation is really about uh, running one of the Disney races. So all that said, um, definitely a huge part of this summer. Might even challenge myself to schedule out a seven dinner uh, trip at Disney Springs. Not saying we'll do all seven, but just to plan it and see what it looks like Mm. Um, just for fun. And then uh, our ADR window opens up on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we will have at least some of the places we've talked about over the last three episodes in uh, in the books and, and planned um, come Saturday afternoon. That's awesome. And that makes sense. I mean, for me, a few years ago, before Disney Springs was Disney Springs and it was just downtown Disney, I used to go there every single night, it seemed, on our Disney World vacation. And I would go to Disney Quest when that place was open, the video game place. I would go to some of the other stores. And so it just became a major part of my vacation. And Disney Springs is, in terms of this type of stuff you do on vacation, there's just a lot more to offer than, than downtown Disney was, in my opinion. So it's an integral part of my planning. I go there so many nights, and I just wonder, for the average Disney World park goer, I don't think it plays a role in their trip planning. I mean, here we are. We're talking about multiple meals that we look to have there. I don't quote me on this. This is just a guess on my part. I would guess that 75% and up don't go there. If they're, if they, let's say it was a six night trip, don't go there more than twice. No, I, I maybe once. And mm-hmm. it, yeah. I, that, and it's that day. Oh, we're going to go get our souvenirs. Today. Right. I don't know why that is. I guess it's just when they think of Disney world, they of course think of magic kingdom, Epcot, Hobbs Studios, And I get that. I mean, I think of that don't too. Even go to the water parks let right. alone, you know, someplace that's as accessible as this with free parking mm-hmm. and all, all of these shops and all of these stores and not just Disney shops, but like you were talking about Uniqlo or, you know, stuff that is a na- nationwide brand then it just might not be in their area. Right. Um, and then there's 62 results. If you sort by dining at Disney Springs, mm. Now, 15 of those are House of Blues. But, um, <laughs> and Wetzel's Pretzels. <laughs> and Wetzel's Pretzels is another 10. But yeah, I mean, it just, just the, again, just the variety and 
really it's all come in. I mean, I'd say for the most part within the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a remarkable place. I've not been to any place like it in the world. There are other outdoor malls I've been to both where I live and in the Florida area, but there's something about being at Disney Springs from the music that's played to the entertainment options when you're there. We didn't even get into the shopping options. There's just so much to, to do there. Uh, and from a dining perspective, to me, like I guess I believe we began the series by my saying that I just think about what you pay for food on a Disney trip and the quality of food that you get. And while I like eating at the theme parks and I do eat at the theme parks, to me, Disney Springs just offers a higher end better quality food experience for a comparable price. That's just my take. And uh, everybody has their own trip planning and people spend more time in the parks than I do. And that's totally, totally fine. Well, you know, they, that comes from Scott. You got, you got sorry to interrupt. You got, you got yeah. to remember most people at Walt Disney World are first timers. Right. Yeah. And that's, so they yeah. haven't experienced the parks like you have in your past or like we have. And so that sort of time is money thing that, that a lot of people talk about, they're paying or, or they're planning every day to be a park day. Mm -hmm. So you have to convince someone to, to turn off their mindset to saying you have to go to a theme park today. It's okay to spend some time by your pool, rest, spend the day shopping at Disney Springs, right. have a meal down there. Like that's not on most people's, particularly first timers agenda. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you all, you know, what, what, what advice do you have? It's a dizzy veteran. I'm like day three, go to the water park and go shopping and hang out by your pool. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? I said, by day three, first of all, you're not used to all that walking. In, in general, you're not used to all that walking all day. Also, if you are go, 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 you're getting up, you're trying to rope drop, you're staying, you know, hopefully until if there's fireworks again, you, you're staying until that and maybe not park close. And they're not doing midday breaks. They're not doing, you know, the things that someone who uh can take for granted that there's going to be another trip will do mm -hmm. so it's like yeah it's like day three day four water park day go back to the resort hang out catch a movie mm. dean uh go over to go, go bowling to, yeah go bowling i mean i mean honestly yeah you know take take two hours and do something that is not running from attraction to attraction yeah and i want to Let's let me conclude by asking one question to each of you. Just rapid fire, quick gut reaction. If you were in the Disney World area for one night only and you went to Disney Springs for dinner and you could go to any restaurant, you know you're getting a reservation. It's just your choice. Where are you going? Well, probably the three of us are going to end up at Boathouse, but that's my true. Answer. Oh, my I, answer is Raglan Road. Raglan Road. I can see that. Yeah, because uh well, you didn't tell me who I was with, so I was picturing by this yourself, as a solo. By yourself. Yeah, speaking of oh. solo, so I think the the musical well, entertainment that usually shows up, the, you know, I can hang out at the bar. Uh, I just feel like there's a little bit more going on as a solo there. Um, you might get live music at, at Boathouse, and the food obviously is phenomenal. It's not a bad choice by any means. There, there's so many great choices, but for me, the first thing that came to mind was Raglan Road. Great answer, Dean. And Paul, if you're by yourself, where would you go? Yeah, I mean, again, if I if I'm by myself, I mean, I have gone by myself and sat at Raglan Road, um, as I mentioned, but I'm I'm I might actually be at Jock Lindsay's. Jock Lindsay's, okay, that's surprising. That's I no. get it. I, I just yeah, uh, yeah. was Indiana expecting that. That's awesome. Trader Sam, you know, as, as close as I can get. Um, if I'm not allowed to go to the Polynesian, <laughs> then then yeah, I'd say Jock Lindsay's. I would probably go Boathouse, but I want to give an honorary mention to Homecoming just because that's sometimes tough to get in. 
So if you're guaranteed a reservation anywhere, you may choose homecoming because you have to wait in the three hour the the uh, Gideons. You, you're you're gonna <laughs> you can go to Gideons. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's rolling Scott back to Saratoga Springs after he eats a half dozen Gideons. <laughs> No, I've gotten sick after a Disney Springs food tour, by the way. I'm not kidding you. I, it, it messed up my entire trip, but it, it was awesome. <laughs> I do it again. I mean, you know, um, guys, let's do plugs. Tell our listeners where they can find you. I'm on Twitter at CT underscore Mickey underscore man. Paul, I'm on Twitter at yo Pauly NJ. Uh, that's an IE, not a Y. And then we are both at butter and bacon. Um, and that's where you can find our podcast, uh, which we'll post at some point in the near future, theoretically. <laughs> Should we go on the butter and bacon show and do a Disney Springs dining series? On- <laughs> you know, uh, Nick would love that. Wait, wait a minute. I love that idea. <laughs> nice. Um, and uh, tell our listeners about adventures out there travel. Right after you grab my last Paul. Um, yeah, Adventures Out There Travel. You're at AIOT Travel, and uh, I am a co-owner of the agency, and we will help you with all your Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Disney Springs, and non-Disney travel needs. And so. I'll give a quick plug for that. Uh, I guess last week there was a discount that was announced, and Dean immediately helped me out, secure that discount for my upcoming vacation, which, and I'm very grateful for that. So it's You can example. buy a lot more cookies now. I can buy a lot more cookies and I'm very appreciative of the wonderful service adventures out there travel provides. And I'm on free service, Scott fee free. We do not point that out. That's an important point. Fee free. In fact, sometimes we pay you (laughs) right. True true story. Come book a cruise. You get a uh, onboard credit. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Soon you'll be able to book for the Disney wish. Yes. Looks beautiful. Yes, That does look beautiful. And I am on Twitter at Scotty boy Four. the podcast is on Twitter at stuff. We love pod instagram stuff we love podcast we're on facebook youtube our email is stuff we love podcast at gmail.com and our website stuff we love podcast.podbean.com and we have a lot of new listeners in australia so thanks for listening that's that was a really cool surprise so uh thanks everyone let's go around the table one more time and I, before i do that let me just say i have loved doing this with you guys we've done a lot of episodes this was awesome this was so much fun it was fun had a blast we need to pick another ridiculous series like uh, Dining Around uh, Epcot's World Showcase. Tokyo yes. Dining, underrated. Tokyo Dining? Yeah, I thought about Very doing it this a, summer. Yes, I agree. Everybody mm-hmm. gives the, uh, the, uh, the hibachi tables all of the glory over at Japan, but Tokyo Dining is good. Marrakesh, better than you think in actually approachable meals. Hmm. All right, we're going to start right now. Let's go. <laughs> Now that's a place where I've been to almost every place. So wow. I, can, yeah. I can give you a lot of feedback on Epcot dining. Yep. I've and even I been to some the, of the places I don't like. I can give you the ins and outs of beer garden for every meal and all times of the day. Oh, Brian. This is all developing for future. Only episodes. I can see it now. Only dinner sour. Brian, <laughs> and with that, let's go around the table one more time. I am Scott. I'm Dean. I'm Paul. And this has been the Disney Springs dining series on the Stuff We Love podcast. Take care, everyone.